Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 171 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. I didn't think of an opener, so mm. there's news, and we will talk about it. Sure. Uh, um, I also I also didn't play any games, really. So you know, Oh, I played a ton. So, I yeah. saw that. I was <laughs> like, whoa, Matt's going hard on the video games. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was, there was news. If you may remember, Nintendo announced Kirby Forgotten Lands uh, several months ago, and it now has a release date that came out with a trailer. That release date is March 25th, and it looks magical. You uh, rescue Waddle Dees from the villains and then they rebuild a town and the more Waddle Dees you rescue, the more the town gets rebuilt and then you can like work at a cafe and get sick action figures and fish and stuff. And I'm very excited about that. The actual gameplay also looks uh, pretty interesting because it's like the first fully 3D Kirby game. It's like not really uh, just a side scroller. It's got more going on. It looks I can't really tell if it's supposed to be like top down or if it's like fully 3D. It, it's very kind of strange the way it looks. Many people speculate that it is running on the Super Mario Odyssey engine, which would make sense. Mm. Uh, I think it looks really cool, though. Like it looks um, very interesting and like a cool, weird, happy post-apocalyptic world. Do you think you'd uh, get it? Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. Yeah. Is this the first uh, Kirby you're getting in a long time? A very long time, yeah. This is the first one that looks like it won't put me to sleep actively. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, And it also speaks to me, because I love things where the more you recruit stuff for your town, the bigger it gets. So I'm in regardless. But it just, I, I don't know, like it looks interesting, and it's Kirby's 30th anniversary, so they're... Uh, you know, trying to Nintendo's trying to do something cool for our boy Kirby over there. I mean, they didn't do anything for Zelda, so you know. Yeah, Kirby's because the next the, best thing. yeah, because they're trying to like get away with saying like, no, but the Breath of the Wild two is the thirtieth anniversary thing, and it's like, well, that then it should have hit the thirtieth anniversary. I think. You know, they could have done other things and not release that game. They could have done anything. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. They did something. Uh, oh yeah that's true that is true um but anyways curb there's a bunch of sick kirby wallpapers you can get uh the kirby's 30th anniversary shit they said there's going to be a bunch of different activities coming out in the next uh, couple weeks here for kirby's 30th anniversary i don't know kirby's fun he's cool sure he's pink um yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I liked it. The internet seemed to like the trailer. It was they've got everybody talking on the web, and they were so, generally positive. Yeah, everybody's positive. So that's like a first ever, right? Kirby's very positive in general. Sure, all it takes is Kirby for people I to know. be positive. Wow, they love him. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, I did see people saying this looks like shit. Sure. Uh, graphically, and then I was like, wow, you have not been watching the Pokemon Legends Arceus trailers, my <laughs> man, because Kirby looks way better than that. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll throw that in here uh, just to talk about that. They released a 13, maybe it was 15 minute, like English gameplay of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, I am pretty positive you are not going to like it. Uh, it seems like it has no trainer battles in it. 
and it seems to be just about catching Pokemon mostly. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And there's no breeding. That was leaked though. That's not from the thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. You just like do a bunch of quests. Like the one they show is a guy literally says to you, I forgot what Shinx's ears look like. Can <laughs> you catch me a Shinx? And then you do that and then you give it to him and he's like, whoa, they're like weird little stars. And you're like, yep, thanks. And then he like gives you three pieces of honey or some shit. Uh, I, I so the whole goal of the game is like to fill the Pokedex and then you have to catch each Pokemon multiple times to like fully fill out their Pokedex entry, I guess, because this is like before the real Pokedex. But then like the thing you have is a phone that Arceus gave you and he's God. I it's fucking bizarre. Um, I thought Professor Oak made the first Pokedex. Pokedex. Yeah, apparently it was God. So, uh, so they're going against their own canon. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Uh, but it also might be a time traveling god phone. I don't fucking know, dude. There's there's a lot going on. Um, but I'm just gonna create a hashtag hashtag not my Pokedex and just leave it at that. You know. Yeah, that's. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That game. I'm excited. It's like two weeks from now. Yeah, that's weeks. crazy. Uh, and yeah, it, the graphics look bad. That's mm-hmm. all I will say. Like, uh, they, sh- they keep showing the, I can't even remember what the fuck they're called now. Whatever the Pokemon bosses you fight that they showed, they're called the Cleavor is the first one. And I saw a bunch of people being like, this looks like a baby could do it. And it's like, all right, one, it's a Pokemon game Two, <laughs> It's the fucking first boss thing like this in the game. I would assume that the other ones will get harder, but who cares? And it's kind of fucked up because he just like kills you and then you just like black out and then go back to the village and like lose a bunch of items and stuff. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you just you have to like do action dodges and shit and then like pelt him with bags of cocaine or whatever you're throwing at him. So that that didn't look great, but also the it, maybe it was pre alpha footage. I have no idea because they they had a disclaimer saying this is not final footage in that video. And it's like, well, it's two weeks away, so that seems weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not that is not putting that game in the best light. If you're just like, hey, this is this is old footage. Yeah. So like it, I assumed it was finished, but they like had that disclaimer. So I was like, I don't know what that is supposed to mean, because I assume this is the game. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll find out. It definitely looks to be more like um, they are definitely trying something different. They fully explained the speed and power styles of that in that. Whereas like speed is what I thought where it, the move happens quicker and is less powerful, but power is a little bit different. It's not just like it takes longer and does more. It's like sort of like that, except that like you do the move in a normal amount of time and it does more, but then the other Pokemon can attack multiple turns in a row, I guess. Hmm. Uh, so you could in theory get like really fucked up by that. But, um, and now I'm like blanking on like what was leaked and what was actually like, uh, announced at this point. But one of the things is stats don't work the same. Yes. I uh, that. and they, there will be like, they, well, it seems like it has the similar candy system to let's go. Hmm. So you can give them candies to like up their stats. Cause I, and I, in the video, I didn't know, but like there was like a level 10 Pokemon that had like 85 health. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that seems really high. 
for a, like a level 12 Pokemon, but I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, it, it's neat. It, it like that game continues to look neat. I, I think that the graphics uh, don't look great. And I saw someone say like, the graphics don't have to be good and someone said they pokemon is the number one grossing entertainment franchise on the planet it should look fine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i do i do agree with that i just like i i don't know they're something else game freak something else uh something else is a way to describe them like at least at least in uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl like the way it looks is an art style choice right Whereas, like, in Legends, it's just like, oh, that texture is bad. Well, like, it just does not look fully loaded in, and, like, this does not look great. Well, the problem is when going with an open world game like this is we have a lot we can draw from. Oh, yeah. And a lot of comparisons you can make, and yes, it is... And, like, my favorite is they keep being, like, there's such a diverse landscape, and the only two things they show are an open grass field and a snowy area. And I was like, ah, so diverse. (laughs) And I get it. Maybe they're trying to keep a lot of it a secret. That's fine. It's it's whatever. But it just seems weird when they keep putting out these, like, either on their Twitter, like, 40-second trailers that showed nothing, or, like, in Japan a couple weeks ago, they put out a different 13-minute video that they didn't translate. And then they put this 13-minute video out in English only for 13 minutes. And it, like, doesn't explain that much more about it, but, like, just enough for you to be like, oh, that's weird. And then move on. It's just a strange time. Um, I bet there's a desert biome. Oh, 100 percent. There'll be uh, water, maybe like a small. I don't know. In theory, it should just be the world of Diamond and Pearl Mm -hmm. because it is the world of Diamond and Pearl. It is it it is the that region, but in the past. So, well, I mean, you know, I don't know, because the city is Jub Life City. So I, I well, I know biomes change, but I mean, at least it should be like have the same biomes that diamond and pearl have in theory well it'll have the same ones every single pokemon it game well yeah yeah but i'm just saying so so what you're saying is there's gonna be a geodude everywhere you go yes everywhere actually i haven't seen a geodude in any of the footage i don't think oh no there was i remember one now saw a lot of badoofs but then it seems like there's just like fucking starter pokemon just dozens of them running around in the wild so who knows what's going on here Hmm. man Sometimes Pokemon get angry. The guy almost got killed by a Whalern, and Whalern is fucking huge. So, I don't know. Uh, and then you actually predicted this recently. You said, I think Stalker 2 is going to get delayed. And I said, I don't think so. But you were right. And, and it got, was like super delayed. delayed. Yeah, delayed till December 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's far from now. So it's going to be a 2023 game, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that just seems that just seems honest, like a really long delay. Because mm-hmm. if it's delayed, like oh, we need a whole year, they're gonna need more. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that that just seems like so long to be like, oop, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I thought there was one other delay that I could think of, but that that was the only one that I really remembered. So, and that there was a news article they put out the classic picture of a note on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
uh to announce that which i mean it's taken them like 20 years to make that game anyways oh yeah so i mean what's another what's another year year yeah uh, and then mm. apparently the Twisted Metal reboot that's been in development at Sony's uh, or it was a Lucid was developing it for Sony. Apparently there's some trouble going on there and the, it's the rumor, but seems to be true because everyone is reporting this, that um, Fire Sprite or a different first party dev is going to uh, take over the Twisted Metal reboot and be making that. So, you know, I every time I see this, I'm like, oh, right. Sony's making a twisted metal game. <sighs> Great. You know, whatever. Someone will be excited and then no one will buy it. That's my uh, prediction. yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like last time. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's great. This next one you put on here, Microsoft has discontinued production of the X Bone. Uh, yes, yes. I, um, it seems like Sony had the same plans. They were going to cancel production or shut down production of the PS4. And they were like, well, what if we made a million more this year? Uh, they did that because uh, they actually announced why this is happening. And it is because of the shortage of PS5. Uh, which I figured. Um, yes. Which it seems like the they're shutting down the Xbox Ones because they're able to use that to make more Xbox Series S's. Ah, yes. Uh, so they're kind of like ramping up production uh, for the, the, the Series S. Because it seems like that, um, which I mean, it, a $300 console in today's you know, day and age, I mean, like, yes, that is a very competitive you know price. So, yeah, I mean, you could get the Switch for that or something that plays games well. Um, the Series S plays games well. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? Uh, yeah, so the, I find that to be interesting. Sony's thing to be like, oh, we could make more PS4s, I guess. But like, that doesn't, I mean, like at this point, if people, if people want a PS5, really, they probably already have a PS4. Well, that's kind of it. So I don't, yeah, I, it just, just, just kind of like It seems like a weird thing to be like, oh, you can't get a PS5. I guess I'll buy another PS4. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. That's yeah. I mean, like. I feel like there's enough PS4s out there in the wild that it's probably not that hard to find. No. So and really, in the grand scheme around. of things, a million is not much anyway. So No, it's a very small amount in the grand scheme of things. So, I yeah, I don't know. When you factor in that's probably going across the world, I mean, like, that's very little. So Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, they took Final Fantasy XIV. They stopped selling it digitally. Uh, the base game uh, and the, well, I guess then the expansions, if you can't buy the base game uh, in early December or mid December, when Endwalker the new expansion came out because there were like wildly long queue times and there still are. Uh, but in my, in their defense, I am on the most heavily populated North American server. So that that's on me, I guess. Um, but also people that keep railing on them and be like, I can't believe they can't get more servers. They can't upgrade more servers. And it's like, they literally can't because of the chip shortage. Like there is a global server shortage, literally. So they could not physically get them because they did not exist to buy. Um, they announced today or yesterday. I can't remember when it was that 
they finally were able to they will finally be able to upgrade the servers for the game and get more space on each i i would assume that they might even make another data center or two Mm -hmm. just because to to spread people out more usually when they do that they give people incentives to move like that normally you have to pay to move uh but they probably will like give you incentives and let people do it for free just so that queue times don't exist or are not as long or whatever do you think Um, you would do it no it depends what the reward is but generally because everyone else that i know is already on my server on my data center it doesn't really make sense um and yeah so that's happening sometime in the future but they they will resume sales of the base game on the 25th of this month so that's in like uh two weeks so that that that's cool because i had seen a lot of people like being bummed out because they're like oh i was gonna buy this and then like start playing it over like my christmas break or whatever and then they couldn't um which i I wasn't even sure if they were gonna let me buy the new expansion but i guess because i already had bought the game that doesn't matter they'll let you pay them more money because you already had the game anyways um so yeah, I mean that's cool. Also, Yoshi P, the uh, the lead on the game, chastised fans recently, saying like people are being way too toxic to our developers. You guys got to fucking cut that <laughs> shit out because it's not our fault about the server thing. Why the fuck are you guys being so weird? Uh, and people like in the game are also very like upset about changes to certain jobs like Samurai and Dark Knight and they're getting fixed it like they're they're changing it in the next patch but people are still like fucking losing their goddamn minds people are psychos so yeah uh, that's yeah. fun um it's not the only game that uh the fans are sending out death threats unfortunately no yeah i mean there will always be weirdos doing that but yeah i didn't realize that japanese fans were like so wildly toxic but only in private well i think it's they may be very public. It's just that we can't read Japanese to know that. No, I mean, like, apparently it's like a well-known thing that Japanese players of Final Fantasy 14 are like, oh, OK, fucking wicked toxic. So. Oh, specifically in Final Fantasy 14. Well. Yeah. And and like mean to players and things like that. Yeah. Mm. And I, then I like went down a weird rabbit hole of reading about a whole bunch of like very serious incidents that caused a lot of bans and stuff. I'm like, All right. Well, this is very upsetting. So, uh, yeah, but in less upsetting news, I talked about this before Hitman three originally IO was like, Hey man, we're not making any new maps for this. We're just going to put out this weird season pass of the seven deadly sins. that just like adds like a new suit and a weapon. Uh, and that's it. And then they announced a couple weeks ago, they were like, Hey, guess what? Oops. We sold a trillion copies. Mm-hmm. Guess we got to put out a DLC. And uh, yesterday they did uh, like a 15-ish minute stream detailing Hitman Year 2, or Hitman 3 Year 2, which starts on uh, January 20th. And that is when the game will not be exclusive to the Epic Game Store. It will come out on Steam then. Uh, And for people who had it on Steam before they moved to the Epic Game Store, I guess like you're still good there. You can buy Hitman 3 and use your old content or whatever. Um... They're also adding VR to the PC version, which was previously only on the PlayStation version. That looks goofy as fuck. And I would love to experience Hitman in VR because it looks so dumb. And they spend a a large portion of that like 15 minute segment to show that and how stupid it is. 
but it can also be very immersive. Um, they are also adding ray tracing and a couple other graphical upgrades to the PC version. I saw people being like weirdly kind of butthurt that it's not coming to the other versions of the game, but it seems like one of those things where it might just be a lot easier to implement on PC for them. Uh, and they, they kept mentioning over the course of the broadcast that like them being able to update and change all these graphical things is like updates that they are making to their engine and it will help them with other games too. So I imagine they were making their James Bond game and then we're like making upgrades to the engine. And then we're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I guess we could apply these to Hitman three as well. Right. And people would be excited about that. So that's neat. Um, and I assume maybe they'll like learn things about the engine from Hitman three and then like be able to use that going forward and stuff like that. Um, there will be uh, several new modes, one of which is called elusive target arcade, which I originally thought was going to be like, it just is every elusive target ever. And you can just play them like whenever you want, but it's not that it is. There each week or like every couple weeks, there will be a new thing you can choose and you have to kill three targets. Okay. And you only get one try. And so it's, it's kind of like, like the elusive target. It, it is literally the elusive targets, but you have to do three separate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently like once they're available, you can try it um, anytime. Like they don't go away, but then if you fail, you have to wait 24 hours and then you can try it again. Oh, okay. Um, and you get exclusive rewards for that. And it seems like you're going to add a bunch of those. Uh, I believe that one is free for everyone. I think that also comes out on the 20th. Uh, but the thing that they said comes out later in the year, I already forgot the name of, but it is a roguelite mode. Uh, and so like you can go to agent 47's safe house and like buy weapons and things. And like, you can walk around a safe house and like customize it and like make it look cool and do all kinds of stuff. But you basically get everything that you need at the safe house. And then you like take a plane to the mission. You like choose, you choose the like difficulty of the mission and stuff. And then depending on like, if you do it with certain constraints and things, you'll make money. And then you can use that money to buy more stuff to then like go on to another target. And like, everything seems like it is expendable. So like, if you have to like, drop a gun because you got need to get frisked and then you like leave that you don't have that gun anymore and you did like have to buy another one. Oh, interesting. And I guess you like try to see how far you can get. And then like, if you fail, you just like start at the beginning of the mode. Um, the safe house looks really cool. And then like when you have the items, it's like, obviously all the guns are like on a gun rack and stuff. And you like can like pick up swords from weird statues and shit. Um, so, so that stuff looks really neat. And I mean, for people who like fucking around in Hitman and working under all kinds of constraints that, that seems really cool. Um, and then they didn't really show a lot of the map because I, cause that, that mode I just talked about and the maps will be coming like later in the year. So they said on their next stream, they'll probably show more of that. Uh, but they showed a little bit of the new map and it looks like it's like kind of like in a, jungly rainforest river area uh it was only like five seconds of them showing it but they were just teasing hey we got a new map and it seems like those will you know get their own like missions and stuff like 
like every map before them had um and and go from there so it's pretty cool and like uh the elusive target arcade and stuff seems free but i would assume they'll be like ah this is like the year two season pass and that'll get you the maps and that other mode uh so yeah i i don't know it seems really cool like they're putting a lot of work into it and it's one of those things where i think the game is already so full of content that it's kind of crazy but um and like they had been even over the past year they had been like making seasonal content so there's like easter events and halloween events and christmas events and stuff so it is cool io going all in on hitman which is i'm a big fan i'm wondering if the sale uh, like uh hitman 2 the sales were really poor yeah maybe and they just had like really low projections for three and then like it it greatly uh, like uh just kind of like blew past what they expected yeah because if you remember hitman 2 came out at a weird time anyway yeah it was a very strange time it would it was like a holiday release which i mean then it's competing against all the other bigger holiday games and it just probably didn't sell well yeah so yeah i I don't know i'm just glad that they're continuing to support it like i you know there's still so much stuff i have not done in hitman uh but hey sounds like you get to play hitman 3 all year yeah, I'm. I will play any new map they put out. I don't know that that roguelite mode thing sounds like it's for me because I uh, am bad at Hitman playing it properly. So if I can't just like, oops, saves come my way through, I might not be able to do a great job. But we'll see. You know, I'll I'll give it a shot. Maybe it'll make you better at the game. I've killed some elusive targets before. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, and that that's really all there was for news, so... Unless you want to talk about Troy Baker. Oh, God. Yeah, he's... He loves NFTs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay! Hey, oh, you just... Oh, God, you reminded me of this. Did You you don't go on Twitter as often anymore. Did you see no. the, the Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park, his tweet about NFTs? No, I didn't. Okay, well, we, okay. Well, so first we'll talk about Troy Baker... He's pushing NFTs. Very excited. I, I, yeah, I, I was just making a dumb joke. We don't oh, have this, to talk about is, NFTs anymore. No, no. This, hang on a second. No, this okay, was crazy. Okay, okay because it, I, I tweeted about this as well. Mike Shinoda tweeted and was like, oh, man, everyone's like talking about NFTs. Like, they're just like JPEGs, but they can be anything. Like, imagine a world where like you have a skin that's an NFT and then like you use it in Fortnite, but then because you own it, like then you can bring it to all these other games and use it. And it's like, that's not how fucking anything works, dog. Because what? In theory, someone has to program that to work in each thing that you were fucking talking about. I was going to say, in theory, it could work like on like a platform level. Like, Hey, all Xbox game, like all like, like, microsoft xbox games like maybe you can pull that into like all xbox games i don't know uh, I, I don't know no, like, like his, his specific it. examples were like fortnite and something else and i was like dog microsoft and sony don't even like sony doesn't even want cross play because they fucking want a hundred percent of the profits like no company is going to do this. Like Epic's not going to be like, yeah, let's put in some dev work so that this fucking skin also works in call of duty. Like what? That's just, that's not how anything works. Like that is such a fundamental misunderstanding of how video games and NFTs work. Yeah. But I want my Fortnite skin to work in rocket league. 
you have to make this happen. Fuck. Well, that's tough. Yeah. You figure it out. So it's like, man, it used to be something. It used to be cool. They used to let you rap. They don't anymore. And his rap albums now suck. He puts out these like weird mixtape albums and they're so bad. Uh, but yeah, that's a bummer. People, everybody's getting in on the NFT train, you know, but that, that one was just like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? That's not how anything works, man. Yeah. I don't understand how things work, but that's why I don't tweet about things. I don't know. So. No, I know, but it was really funny because a lot of game developers like quote tweeted that and were like, hey, just so everyone knows, this is not how <laughs> that works, even a little bit. So uh, don't expect this ever. <laughs> now, now people are going to expect that. Yeah, I know. It was just like <laughs> it was a bizarre thing for him to tweet out. I, I didn't follow up to see if he was like, oh, I was told that I'm a fucking idiot or um, anything. So typically don't admit when they're wrong on the Internet. So. Yeah, so they usually just double down. Yeah, so, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of admitting when you recognize that you are wrong, and then growing and learning. Maybe he could grow to learn to not like NFTs, you know, because his dream of Fortnite Call of Duty crossover skins is no more. I yeah. bring it to any game you want, man, because you own it. <laughs> sure sure fucking dumbass uh so we can move into the games we have been playing i basically just played final fantasy 14 um i didn't even really advance in the story from where i was last time when i beat Shadowbringers. i basically was just doing my dailies and like uh trying to uh advance some like raid storylines i actually i did do the first two near automata um raids which was kind of cool i didn't know there was a crossover of that yeah and then i like did research and apparently in the near universe it's like canon like it's part of the near story oh weird so that's weird but yeah 2b and 9s are there uh so i wonder i don't i can't think of the 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 writer but I wonder, he, I wonder if he was involved then he did he uh they he was there and like he sure. helped them design the bosses you would fight and he uh, i believe wrote a lot of this the dialogue and story for it so do you think they're gonna make a third because like near automata i don't ever know is it automata or automata but uh i assume it's automata because they are automatons sure okay but uh, i yeah i don't know either who cares is it whatever you want to say uh, but like, I think it sold fairly well for like that kind of a niche game. So I wonder it if did. and then cool. and for them to then like port it to Xbox as well. So far after the fact, it must have sold a decent amount for them to want to do that. Uh, well, then it was on Game Pass for a long time as well. Yeah, exactly. So I I and they just updated the Steam for the PC version to get rid of a lot of the things that um, were wrong with it recently, too. So. Uh, I don't know if he'll make another near game, but I, I would, I mean, obviously they will let him make something. Right. Uh, he was, he was part of that weird, like Square Enix card game thing that they put out on switch. I know he helped to write that. Uh, but yeah, I wonder, I still feel like they should let him take a stab at making a final fantasy, like make final fantasy 17 or something have it be like cripplingly depressing yeah and then like most of final fantasy 14 is like not that like it has like it's dark moments but it's never like super dark and then like in this 
storyline like a dwarf woman who was pregnant like got caught up in an explosion and then the baby died and it was like what the f- <laughs> what the fuck my guy like this is weird and like the, these two dwarves like might be aliens that were born from this fucking orb i i i don't know if i have one or two more raid things to go for it but it's it's weird so hmm. it's interesting um but yeah yeah i'm still enjoying my time i like final fantasy 14 um, right right just dicking around and continuing to go. I'm not anywhere near actually getting to the new expansion yet, but uh, that I'm also not focusing on that at all. So, right. Right. But yeah, I'm in uh, Genshin impact as always. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you played uh, every game. So why don't you tell me about every game that exists? Uh, so I, I'll start with saying I did finish uh, dragon age origins. Nice. Did you have uh, sex with Morrigan? I didn't have sex with anyone. I actually what? never, I never took her on any mission. No, oh, dang, she's very good. Well, see, I was a mage. Mm, okay, so it didn't make sense to take another mage. Yeah, yeah. That God, that plot gets so weird because then, like, if you do get with her, you like, she like does something where she's gonna have like a weird demon baby. See, like she, the exact she, opposite wow. happened where she got mad at me and just left. Oh yeah, you can get a lot of people to just leave, and uh, so she was the only one who left. I think I got Alistair to leave at the end, mm. but it was like right before the end. But then he might have come back. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. So, uh, so no, like I, the exact opposite happened with Morgan. Oh, also, nice. I was I, a lady in Dragon Quest Two. I accidentally was Dragon gay. Quest. Or sorry, dra- d- d- Dragon Age <laughs> Two. I accidentally <laughs> was gay. And then I was like, I can't go back now. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, Iron Bull is hot stuff in three. Uh, yeah, but in two, it was like, I don't even remember who it was. It was like some rando dude. And I was like, I mean, I guess whatever. Because I realized at that point that I could not. Uh, there's a pirate lady and like either I couldn't get with her or she would only get with ladies or something. So I was like, well, I guess this is it. Yeah, there's always those limitations and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I finished Dragon Age Origins. I you know I didn't care for it too much, but I did. I I can't say I finished it. So that is true. Um, and then I was like, what do I? What am I going to play now? So I I still want to play. I was like, well, I still want to play through the other Assassin's Creed. So I should probably start on Revelations. So I started playing Assassin's Creed Revelations and I was like, man, this just feels like brotherhood, just like yeah. more brotherhood. But there's tower defense missions. Oh, there's that. And they added like this whole bomb crafting system that I'm like, I'm never going to engage with any of this. Wow. Um, but then like probably maybe four or five hours in, I was like, all right, this is just more Assassin's Creed and I'm enjoying myself now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it seems like it's a, not a very long game either. If I mainlined it, I could probably finish it in like 12 to 15 hours. Mm. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to do of the side stuff just because I did a lot of the side stuff in Brotherhood and it'll be more of the same in Revelations because it even has like the Brotherhood, like sending them off on missions and stuff. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, in a lot of ways, it is just Brotherhood too which was just Assassin's Creed 2, 3. Uh, so however you want to look at that, um, it's fine. 
I, I I think at the end of the day, I will enjoy my time with it and probably say like, ah, oh, this was a good, you know, four out of five game. Um, I don't have a lot more to say because it's just like it's Assassin's Creed. It's like old school Assassin's Creed. I think you guys know what that is. I do. Uh, in addition to that, I started playing uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, which is the third Ratchet and Clank game. A lot of people like this one the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems very well made. Um it seems like they also added online multiplayer, which was uh, a big feature at yeah. the time. Uh, I, I didn't check to see if anyone's playing. I would be shocked if anyone's playing it now. No, uh, certainly not. Um, but, you know, it's, it's you know, a lot like Assassin's Creed. It's more Ratchet and Clank. You know, you're going to worlds, you're shooting guns and leveling them up. Uh, the big change here, or big add-on, is they also added this, like, when you're out in the world, you find these um, video games. They're essentially just like video game cases, type, like cassette type things. Mm-hmm. And you go back to your base and then you play a video game and it's just Captain Quark and like a 2D platformer. Oh, yes, I've seen that. So uh, that's probably like the big unique thing other than the the online multiplayer with this game. But, you know, it's Ratchet and Clank and, you know, I am enjoying my time with it. But there's you know not a ton I can say mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So, ton more i mean it's it's ratchet and clank um and then um i was like i i i barely play my switch and i was like this i want to what this this is a crime not that you are playing this paper mario i i will talk about it you go first but okay. i'll talk about paper mario afterwards okay okay well now you spoiled what i'm playing so good job that's fine no <laughs> uh, but i wanted to have just something like that i was playing like I want to play something on my Switch, and mm-hmm. I specifically wanted to have something I could just kind of play at night before bed. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of like this week, only playing like in like 10, 20, 30 minute chunks, just kind of laying in bed before, like laying in bed before going to sleep. So I'm not very far into Paper Mario, but that yes, I'm playing it on the Switch, and you're gonna say how poorly it is ported. It's fucking crazy. I watched a 17 minute video about this the other day, which may be the nerdiest video I've ever seen in my life. Okay, literally, if you get a game over, no matter what, if Watt is your partner, the game will crash. Well, see, I've been just creating save states. Okay, so there there are a lot of problems with this thing, though. I'm going to get we're going to get really nerdy here now. This this shit is unacceptable. Nintendo should be thrown in prison okay. for this. They used Lua scripts to add artificial lag to an N64 game. What the fuck is that? So there is like artificial lag when you go into uh, the game over uh, screen. There's artificial lag when you go into a menu. There's artificial lag when you start the game. And if you're really lucky, sometimes you'll get a game over and then the lag will be permanent until you restart the game. So everything will go slower. Uh, literally though, if you have Watt as your partner and you get a game over, the game will crash no matter what. And if you were not using save states and you were not quitting the game regularly, say you were playing the game for seven hours, right? And you were not doing save states. You were just saving the game and then you're putting your switch just like into sleep mode. If the game crashed during that, you would literally lose your save file. Ooh. Because there is some weird thing where the game never actually saves 
I guess this is true for literally any N64 game. If you get it to crash, um, you it does not actually save to the system memory mm. until uh, you close the app. So if so, if it crashes, then uh, it technically doesn't finish doing that. Um, But then there is a weird thing where like when you do save states, apparently it saves to the system memory right away. Okay, I learned all kinds of fun stuff. But like in the Japanese version, if you die while Watt is your partner, it doesn't crash. So in the Japanese ROM on the switch, that same crash does not happen. And there is like code in that version. There's a Lua script to make it not crash. Uh, And for some reason that is like not done correctly in the English version. And it seems like something that they should be able to fix, but it's just one of those things where it's like when you can recreate a crash 100% of the time, that's, that's no good, man. Uh, and I, the, the reasoning behind it is because like Watt has like a weird electric effect around his body and fucking technically he's stored on screen, like 30 screens below the game over that you see or some shit. It's wild. And I, I, it just like, what the fuck? Why are you adding all this artificial slowdown? And then you can remove it and it will still run totally fine and not crash. Hmm. Because if you homebrew the switch, you can like edit the files. And so like you can make fixes and stuff for it or even replace the ROM in a lot of cases. But well, I'm not even remotely close to Watt yet, so it's not an issue for me. No, you're not. But I'm just saying in general, make sure you never lose. Oh, I, I've already lost a couple times and I just go back to my last save state. That is true. But I'm just saying if you mm-hmm. if you die, like even if it saved your data anyways, when you die, you have to go back to the last save point. So it would not be that big a deal if the app just crashed. It would just be like, oh, this is kind of annoying right? Um, to go back in and load your save. But the fact that if you're not using save states, you could have like lost hours of progress is like I would stop. playing. Oh, yeah, I would never play again. Like people were saying they had gotten to the final boss. And like they had just like, you know, oh, I'm not done playing for today. I'll just hit the power button and then put it back and come right back to this. And people have lost their saves at the end of the game. Why wouldn't you just create a save state? Well, because you just use a regular save. I guess. Because of the, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. So that, and it's like, it's, it's like, obviously, it's 100% reproducible. So it's like, very common and it's not like no one noticed it so it's just one of those weird things where it's like i if you're gonna pay a premium price for the ability to play an n64 game like it should at least work right it it just seems so weird like for a crash that doesn't happen in the original game to have it happen and then it's bizarre so i don't know i don't know yeah, uh, that's that's very odd. Um, I just wanted something, especially because because like the way I'm playing it, just being able to just kind of create a save state and then just like literally roll over and fall asleep is it's kind of perfect yeah. for me. Because if I was relying on like the save, like going back and finding a save, like it would be a much bigger pain. So yeah, the one weird thing is you know how on like the 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 NES and the SNES you can kind of hit like the L and R and then rewind time. Yeah, you can't do that on the N sixty four games. Well, yeah, because apparently they're being held together by like duct tape and string. 
Well, like, I don't... Oh, sure. You can create save states, but you can't do that. It's very... I, it was just kind of shocking and surprising. No, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, they just put way less effort into it, it feels like. And they're charging, like, three times more. Yeah, it's this is one of those weird things where it's like, I, I don't know, man. You should have, like, a little bit of mm-hmm. quality control in your thing you're charging a premium price for. Sure. But hey, okay, I'm enjoying Paper Mario because I'm no, and like I like Paper Mario. That's why like the, this one just got added like semi recently, and I was like, yeah. oh, I should play that. And I, I just hadn't even thought about it. And I watched, I saw that video, and I was like, oh, this is a really long video. I should check this out because I was on my lunch break. Hmm. It's just like wow, this is like kind of crazy. Hmm. I had no idea, but yeah, again- no, I like I, I didn't either. But I, it's one of those things where like you would have to it would have to happen to you or something for you to search for it and just be like, wow, that's weird. Well, you, it would have to happen. And then also like not having the context of like not playing the original, I may just think like, Oh, the original had some frame rate issues or something, you know? Yeah, no, like I would, the slowdown thing I would notice immediately. Cause the last time I played paper Mario was the, on the Wii. Cause mm-hmm. I own it on the Wii shop. So it's weird. I really like the original Paper Mario, though. I that and Thousand Year Door, I think, are fun games. Yeah, yeah. I like Goombario. Yep, I just got uh, the Koopa. Oh, Cooper! I love Cooper. Oh, I love them all. They're all excellent. So, yep. So that that's where. So I'm not very far, as you can tell. No, yeah, but I mean, if you're just playing it before bed, that's cool. Yeah, this is gonna take me probably like two months to get through, which is fine. Like, I don't, I don't need to like play through it as quickly as I can. Just you know, yeah. Just having something to play a little bit before bed is nice. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then lastly, the game I played definitely the most this week. Uh, it's because I hate myself. I can't believe that you are playing this. What do you mean? I just I I don't know. I'm playing the Darkest like Dungeon. Um, yeah, it seems like something you would not play and like. Well, I, I okay. So I started playing it, <laughs> and it's so convoluted and hard. Oh, it's very difficult. And like the onboarding system of like the t- it is terrible and like a terrible tutorial, and like so I there were a lot of stuff I was just I just like I, I I got about an, an hour or two in. And then a character just died on me. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Why did it, it, yeah. They had a heart attack and died, which I didn't I know. know that was a thing. Yeah. Because like, here's something the game doesn't tell you. Like it has like a character portrait, like a picture. And then underneath that, there are like these like rectangle boxes. Mm-hmm. And like, they were getting like the, the boxes were kind of getting like uh like white around them. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I've played video games. That's experience. You want that. No. So I should I should pick the characters that have that have a lot of the white so they can level up, right? Right, Matty? No. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, no. no like I had, a, I had a character with full HP just die, and I was like, yeah. "What happened? It had a heart attack." So I literally I was so pissed off, and I was like, "Yo, fuck this game!" So I I just like stopped playing, and then the next day I was like, oh, "I should give the game another try." <laughs> <laughs> so i gave the game another try got through the tutorial which the tutorial is literally like two missions mm-hmm. and then on that third mission it was the most murphy's law uh expedition you oh i mean that's have. that's that is what darkest dungeon is all about i feel like i but like midi t- 
total team wipe. I lost everyone on the third fucking mission. Everything went wrong at every time, and I just lost everyone. And I was like, yo, fuck this game. <laughs> and I uninstalled it because I played uh-huh. it in the morning. And then I was just thinking about it at work. And I was like, I should give it one more try. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I'm taking it very slowly. I've, I've been looking a lot of stuff up. I've been learning a lot more about the game itself. And now I'm probably you know ten hours into this into this uh, game, mm-hmm. and I'm going very slowly with it. Uh, now one, you're looking at buying Dun- uh, Darkest Dungeon two in early access. Uh, well, I have. I looked up how long it takes to beat this game, and it's oh, it's so, like, so long. It's like a 50, 60 hour game, and I'm only like ten hours in. So like, yeah, and that's I, probably before the DLC. Mm. So. Phew. Uh, but like one thing I did fuck up with is I've been taking it so slow because like there like there's level one missions, level three missions, and like level five missions. Mm-hmm. I just exclusively have just been doing the level ones and just kind of leveling up my characters. I over leveled a lot of them, and now they won't do the level one missions. Mm-hmm. And I actually have like main missions I need to do in the level one. Uh, so yeah, I fucked up there cool mm-hmm. but like hey now i'm ready for like the level three and level five stuff so <laughs> uh but yes i am taking it very slowly um well like in in a lot of ways it's scratching that like a similar itch to xcom because mm. it, it is like there's a like a like a strategy turn based oh yeah the element to it in a lot of ways it's like a like more fucked up paper mario yeah kind of because it is like a very similar, like, you know, it's like that 2D and like your characters are all in a line type of thing. Yeah. Um, I just, I never ended up playing Darkest Dungeon. I've seen a lot of gameplay of it and like my brother played it a lot, but it's one of those things where it's like, I just, it, it, I, it never like does it for me when there are so many things that like are purposely going wrong in a, like in a game, like oh, your dude can get insanity and then like all the, there's so many things that can happen to your dudes and it's like just that you're getting fucked over at every turn. Like I I don't enjoy the situations where it's like I can fix this and then hang on by a thread mm-hmm. like that. Do, that doesn't do it for me. So, and that that's basically what like Darkest Dungeon feels like a string of those. It's so, a, But in a lot of ways, it's also scratching like a Metroidvania itch. Hmm. Because, like, Metroidvanias, like, especially, like, the traditional ones, you're like, what's in the next room here? Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes you're, like, relieved and, like, you're like, oh, save point or, like, oh, here's a cool item. Uh, Here's, like, you know. And, and, like, because Darkest Dungeon, when you're actually in the dungeon, it's basically that where you're like, what is in this next room? Like, I could get fucked over. It could be something good. Um, and, And I am getting to a point where, like, the insanity is not as big of an issue. Because mm-hmm. I I've been like over leveling my characters. Um, I also do want to know. I did pick like the easiest difficulty, mm-hmm. but like even then, it was like a steep learning curve. Of it, literally, I had to play like I'm on my third game game because I just kept getting fucked over. Well, the first one, like actually, things went well. I was just so ignorant and I didn't know what I was doing. Like I made a lot of poor decisions. Mm-hmm. The second game, I definitely got fucked over. Like, I couldn't believe I got a total team wipe on the third mission. The mission right after the tutorial. Jesus, that, that, that pissed me off. But hey, 
I'm having a lot of fun, and like that is all I've been thinking about all week now. So, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I this year I do want to try to play uh, quite a few more indies, like at least like mm. at least like indie classics and stuff. So, like you know, like this week I'm going heavy in the Darkest Dungeon. Last week or two weeks ago, it was Mark of the Ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, I did just buy another game this week. But in my defense, it was $3, and it was for Super Meat Boy. Mm. You can't tell me Super Meat Boy isn't worth $3. No, I paid full price for it when it came out. Which, I mean, full price was what, like $10, $15? I think, on Steam. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'll be playing that at some point, but um, yeah. right now it is... I'll, I'll, you know, Steam's go for Darkest Dungeon, and then, you know, I'll, I'll sprinkle in some assassin's creed and ratchet and clang so mm-hmm. uh so but like these four games i expect to be playing for quite a while because these are four lengthier games yeah things considering so this is probably going to be a couple weeks of me just like playing well and as i said paper mario is going to take me a couple months so uh but uh that's that's all i've been playing this week yeah uh so are you ready to move into our part three I am. Okay. So last year, I don't remember when. I can actually look this up because we I keep a pretty detailed. Uh, hmm. um, well, now I'm not seeing it. Well, anyway, we did a 90s. Uh, an, an, oh, okay. No, it wasn't last year. It was 2020. Uh, um, let's see here. July 17th, 2020, we did... Uh, top 10 games from the 90s, like Nintendo games from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figured we now need to do one of the, the aughts, the, the 2000s. So mm-hmm. from 2000 to 2009, we're going we're gonna to make a top 10 list of the, the 10 best um, Nintendo games of you know that era. So, mm-hmm. so that includes some GBA, mm-hmm. uh, some N64, mm-hmm. the entirety of the GameCube, mm-hmm. the entirety of the DS, Mm-hmm. and some of the Wii. Yes. So there's a lot here. Uh, and I also want to note, this is actually the moment that I kind of fell off Nintendo a little bit. Yeah. I, I like, in the 90s, like, I was all Nintendo. And then and then right around, like, 99, I think, I got my first, uh, my first Sony. I got the PlayStation 1, and that's when I really started playing a lot more Sony games. So, uh I never owned a Nintendo DS. Um, and I didn't play a ton on my GameCube. And I have played a lot of Wii games, but a lot of just primarily terrible Wii games. Mm-hmm. So uh, so just kind of keep that in mind when I bring out my list of... Uh, <laughs> I was like looking at these games and I originally had a list of like 50 games and I was like, woof, we got to pair these down. I had trouble getting the tents. Oh shit. No, I could, I could have made the top like hundred. Okay. Well, good. I, I, this is more of a list for you than me. Oh yeah. I, cause I, I also, I think I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I had eight that could have made the list Mm. that I left here. So. You know? Yeah, there was one at the end. I was like, oh, man, I did have 11 and I had to cut one and I was kind of sad about that. But yeah. yeah, but it is what it is. Are you ready to get started? Just like naming these many. I am. OK. 
what is your first game? Uh, Animal Crossing. Is this the original Animal Crossing? The for the GameCube in North America, yeah. I am going to nominate Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. All right. Uh, Mario Kart Wii. Hell yeah. Uh, Majora's Mask. Really? That was in 2000. Now, I assume that was 2000. Uh, it was either 2000 or 2001. I can't remember. Okay. Um, Mario Party 3. Uh, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Let me just fix that. Okay. Uh, Mario Party 5. Uh... My next one was Mario Kart Wii, so then... Okay, that's our first uh, double. Uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. I will just skip ahead and say that was also on my list. Okay. Yeah, one of the another reason why I wanted to play Paper Mario the original is I played Thousand Year Door and really liked it, so I was like, yeah, I yeah. check out uh, the the original. Yeah, I do think that like Thousand Year Door, uh, I mean, just by virtue of it being a newer game, we had a lot more going on. Um, but that original Paper Mario is still really great. Yeah, it is, and technically could fit on this list. Yeah, technically, because it did come out in two thousand. So yeah, and same thing, Super Paper Mario as well. Mm, yes. Uh, Mario Tennis. Ah. For the uh, the N sixty four. Pokemon Coliseum. I never played Coliseum. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Super Mario Strikers. Mm. Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. A lot of Mario. Weird on a Nintendo list. I know. Very strange. I'm just going to drag that down. Um, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, Advance Wars Dual Strike. Uh, and then last but not least, Wii Sports. And then last but not least, no one could have guessed it, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Really? You didn't put Wind Waker? No. Wow. Okay. I well, I didn't beat Wind Waker back then, so I figured I should not put it. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? What well, is also, it? it was like it was like unfinished. Uh, sure, sure. That I, 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 I'm saying like that doesn't make any sense. Like saying like I didn't play it then, so it doesn't count as a two. Well, no, no. I mean like I when it did come out then, like I I didn't end up beating it. I don't even own it other than the Wii U version. So I yeah, but you were sick that day, and then you rented. No, I know, I know. I rented it. I played almost all the way to the end. Like I do like it, but I think that I don't know. It's it's a fine product. Okay, it's my diplomatic answer. Fair enough. Yeah, I do think like this was a weaker. Uh, a decade for for Zelda, I would say. Uh, yes, I would say that. But now I have to read to you the people, the one, the eight that I was gonna put on there. 
Custom Robo for the GameCube, Super Paper Mario, Game Boy Color game Zelda Oracle of Ages, uh, Golden Sun, one of the best JRPGs uh, that existed on the GBA, uh, Fire Red Leaf Green, which you did put, uh, Fire Emblem the Sacred Stones, which I believe was the first Fire Emblem that came out in the U.S., uh, WarioWare Touched, which was the WarioWare for the DS, which ruled, and uh, the r- original Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I missed one. I was like, something's off. We should have uh, an even number. Mm. Uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver. Oh, yeah. Technically, that does count. What do you mean, technically? Of course it counts. No, I know. I'm just saying. And Crystal was there, too. You know, Solar so- Diamond and Pearl, Platinum. A lot of Mario and a lot of Pokemon. Uh, yes. Huge shocker for, for who that. could have guessed. So we have 18 games here. We had two repeats, a uh, thousand year door and Mario Kart. Uh, we, uh, so looking at this list, um, I guess I I'll cut first. Mm-hmm. And I love Mario party, <laughs> but I'm willing to cut uh, Mario, Mario party three. Uh, eats a pizza. Eats a pizza is so good. It's a great mini game. True for, banger. You no, know, it's it's you know, it will always be in our hearts. But it will always be in our hearts. I'm okay with saying Mario Party Three is not one of the best ten games of the you know that decade. So okay, I will take the hit here, and I will say Animal Crossing. Okay. Uh, I love that original game. It, it's magical. But I mean, like, in terms of the rest of these games, I don't know, man. Uh, looking back, a little too simple. Uh, I mean, it it was actually deeper than some of the modern Animal Crossings in certain ways. Like, the villagers had more unique dialogue and, like, just more dialogue in general. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with all of the additions of modern Animal Crossing games, it's, like, one of those things that it's really hard to go back to. Right. So. Hmm. And you could play NES games in it. It was the only one you could do that. It was fucking so cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one specifically? Um... Balloon Fight, Clue Clue Land, Excite Bike. There was like a weird secret way to unlock uh, Super Mario Brothers. Hmm. And there were a couple of other ones, but it was really cool. They were like really rare and then you could get them and you could put them in your house and actually play them. So it was cool. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm up two minds right now. Uh, we have a lot of Pokemon games. And we should probably cut some of them, but I'm going to... Before I do that, I'm going to cut Super Mario Strikers. Okay. Really fun couch co-op. Or not couch, but like a couch like a yeah. player game that we play like for extra life and stuff. But like mm-hmm. I would never play that on my own type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and I'm sure you feel much more passionate about your stuff. So yes. if, if you want to recommend some of mine to cut, like I'm you're going to feel much more passionate about yours. So just keep that in mind. So no. Yeah. And I'm trying to think because like, I obviously like every one of these Pokemon games too. Right. Right. Um, I'm just trying to think. Cause like, I do really like gold and silver, but I, th- I think in com- when you compare it to Ruby and Sapphire and fire red and leaf green, like the improvements that those games made, mm-hmm. 
like it I, I don't know it's tough for me to go back to those original ones so i guess i would say gold and silver okay because like ruby and sapphire was after that and then fire red and leaf green were the enhancements of ruby and sapphire for the original two games okay yeah that that makes sense uh which i looked and heart gold and soul silver actually came out in 2010 in north America. yes i know that otherwise that definitely would have been on my list so i was like wow they were exactly 10 years apart yeah um so yeah i'm okay with cutting uh pokemon gold and silver uh if i were to really push for a pokemon game on this list for me it would be fire red and leaf green so yeah um uh the the next one i'm just trying to look here um I know our friend Justin is a huge Mario Tennis guy. I enjoy Mario Tennis, but like not as much as he does. Mm. I'm willing to cut it, and I know you're not really a fan of it at all. So That first one I think is fine. I played a lot more of the GameCube one, Mario Power Tennis, which was also in this time range. But yeah, I don't know. I never owned it. I rented it a bunch. Um, I think that's one of those things where if I had owned it, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Just because it, it, when you own it, you end up playing it a lot more just by virtue of having it around. So yes, yes. Um, so I'm willing to uh, cut uh, Mario Tennis. So okay, uh, which okay. we're already at 13 games, so we only need to cut three more. Okay, so in that case, I would say, I guess I will say Ruby and Sapphire because. I did in my brain. I didn't know which one to pick. Like I would have picked either fire red and leaf green or Ruby and Sapphire, but in my heart of hearts, I like fire red and leaf green more than Ruby and Sapphire. Too much water. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, I mean, Ruby and Sapphire, I think are very good. Like when, now that I look back in my brain, especially after playing the remake, brilliant diamond and shining pearl, I think Ruby and Sapphire are much better games overall. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, playing the remakes of Ruby and Sapphire and then, you know, uh, this year. Yes, I agree. Ruby and Sapphire, much better games. Yes. Um, hmm. Okay, looking at this list. I mean, if I'm being entirely honest, like. Should we have a Mario Party on there? Like I, I mean, like Mario Party. Personally, like, personally, I would not. Mario Party Five is one of the two I like, though. And Mario Party Five is like I think like the best Mario Party game. But like, does that belong on like a top ten of the decade? Probably not. Probably not. So I'm willing to cut that. Then we had just have one more to cut. And I, I, I don't. I, I have three suggestions. Okay, uh, what are your three suggestions? I, I didn't play Pokemon Coliseum. Um, oh, it's so good. So like that is a, a, it's that Wind Waker or Wii Sports. I guess uh, I don't. I guess I will say I would say Majora's Mask. No, you no no. 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 So I like I like Majora's Mask, but the reason I say that is because it originally was supposed to be. It was originally supposed to be like a week. It was like an add on to Ocarina of Time originally. And so then it like it turned into this really weird thing. But 
I, I don't know. Like, it's very weird and unique, but I think that Wind Waker actually, like, does more. Like, if you're looking at two Zelda games side by side, I think Majora's Mask is really weird because it had to be to, like, set itself apart. Whereas I feel like just, like, as a pure ass, like, this is a Zelda experience, I think Wind Waker is better at that, I guess. If you... Because, like, in, in thinking about it, because, like, if if it if it is more, like defining a decade like i we like i guess the other one that i might cut is we sports but that still is like i played we sports and i had a lot of fun with we sports you know what i mean i mean like i like it is that is nintendo of that time for like a lot of people and i do like we sports so i guess i would say majora's mask okay. because i can't bring myself to cut advance wars dual strike Okay, that's fair. Uh, if if you want to cut uh, Majora's Mask, uh, that is fine. Wii Sports, uh, you know, in a lot of ways was the Wii. Yes. Uh, so, like, you know, the Wii Sports proved the Wii can work. Unfortunately, they never really found a a better game for the for the like for for what the Wii was type of thing. Like maybe yes. a follow up type of thing, but like that wasn't as special. Um. I also I we didn't mention it, but uh, Pokemon Stadium, one and two, yes for sure. uh, Which I mean, like that's technically getting represented with Pokemon Coliseum, I assume. Uh, yeah, Pokemon Coliseum is the weird one because like they did Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Stadium two, and then you would think that Coliseum is like that, but instead it's a single player full game. Okay. Uh, where you like walk around and like catch Pokemon and stuff. Whereas then they made the sequel XD Gale of Darkness, which was the same. But then for the Wii, it went back to Pokemon Stadium style with uh, Battle Revolution. Okay. So, yeah. But Coliseum had where you could like import your Pokemon and like play that play like um, like battle, right? Yes. I thought so. Okay. Because yep. I have seen that. I, I didn't <clears throat> see anything else though like i'd see oh, me so okay uh so that leaves for our top 10 advance wars dual strike fire emblem path of radiance mario kart wii paper mario thousand year door pokemon coliseum pokemon fire red and leaf green super mario galaxy super smash brothers melee the legend of zelda the wind waker and wii sports so this is gonna sound like an ignorant question are there any ds games on this list uh yes dual strike okay advance wars ds oh okay haha <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that is the that is the only one because path of radiance was the first non-handheld fire emblem game the reason why i ask is like pe- people say like the ds is one of the best like you know just like has some one of the best like uh just you know libraries libraries so like which it, so so that is true nintendo did a lot of weird stuff on the first party for D- ds like um i'm trying to think like nintendogs uh like advance wars dual strike was the advance wars game um there was a really weird Star Fox game that was like really deep and had a lot of characters in it. Um, well, Metroid I know Prime there were, Hunters. There was what, like super new Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, right? there was new Super Mario Brothers. Uh, like a very generic, like 2D platform or nothing. Special. Mario 64 DS, where they added Luigi, Yoshi, and Wario to Mario 64. It's really weird. I like that game. It feels like a ROM hack. It's very strange. Hmm. 
Uh, but I, th- I think when a lot of people say that, it, they're more thinking of like uh, a lot of third party stuff because there's just like so many games. I guess there was a sequel to Golden Sun on the DS as well. Mm. Um, and there were a lot of Pokemon games. Uh, we, we, you know, we caught Ruby and Sapphire. Or was that? Uh, Ruby and Sapphire was Game Boy Advance. Um, Advance yeah. Well. Okay. The first DS games, it was a Diamond and Pearl. So, wow, Ruby and Sapphire must have been like right at the end of the GBA cycle. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And yeah, like WarioWare Touched uh, is a is a DS game. There's a there's a lot, and then like um, Mario Kart DS is uh, is a very good Mario Kart game. Was black and white in the next decade then? Like, yes, it was. Yep, 2010. Okay. Yeah, and I, otherwise I would have said that because black and white rule. And then uh, black and white too, obviously, are DS games as well. Like the DS just went on for a really long time, I think, was part of it as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we uh, we have our 10 games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just kind of go through and just say like high, high uh, middle, low. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you with Advance Wars. Uh, In my heart, it is very high, but I will say low on this list. I mean, if you want to push it high, I'm not no, going to. No, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, Fire, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. Also low. Okay. Uh, Mario Kart Wii, I think we're both. So high. Play. I'm willing to push Thousand Year Door high. I would say high as well. Uh, Coliseum, that's. that's Medium. Okay. Uh, Fire Red, Leaf Green. Mm. I would say high, I guess. Okay. Uh, Mario Galaxy high? Uh, medium. Medium? Okay. Uh, Melee high? Yeah, very high. Okay. Uh, Wind Waker low? Yeah, low. And then I'd say Wii Sports low as well. Okay. Uh, so we'll do that. So we have in the lower area, so we have Advance Wars, Dual Strike, Fire Emblem, uh, Wind Waker, and Wii Sports. I'm willing to put Wii Sports at 10. I would say that as well. <clears throat> You know, it defines the Wii, but like, you know, in a lot of ways, it's just kind of like a tech demo. It is. Yeah, very true. It's one of the last like true pack in games. Well, PlayStation had one. The PS5 did. Oh, that is. Yeah, I forgot. Astro's Playroom. Uh Uh, Now, one, two switch is uh, just offensive that it wasn't a pack in game. That that, that is true. Even if it was, it's offensive. It's a bad game. It's a bad game, and the fact that you charge $50 is that much more offensive. Yes, that is accurate. Um, but Advance Wars, Fire Emblem, uh, Wind Waker. Do you want to put Wind Waker at nine? Uh, I guess I would put uh, Fire Emblem at nine, and then Wind Waker at eight, and then Advance Wars at seven. Yeah, you. I'm going to rely you more because like, you're just going to feel more passionate about these games. So like, yeah. I'm not going to weigh as much way into this as much uh galaxy and coliseum these are both your games so uh i think those are fine where they are galaxy at six and coliseum at five. Oh wow so uh, coliseum is like it's one of those things where they've never made another game like it and it's part of it i think is because you know in pokemon games when you throw a pokeball at a trainer's pokemon it like bounces off and then it's like oh you can't do that right coliseum is all about how every a lot of the trainers in the world 
use darkness to like make their Pokemon more powerful. And mm. so if a trainer has a dark Pokemon, you can steal it from them in battle. Like you just, you have, you have a Pokeball on your hand, like on a string. And so you whip it out at them and then pull it back and you catch their Pokemon that way. And then you purify them to be regular Pokemon. But like, while they're still dark Pokemon, they will like sometimes not listen to you like Pokemon who are over leveled. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, It's, it's just a very cool concept. And like the, I think the, the plot is very interesting overall and like it it's not quite as long as like a mainline pokemon game but it still is like you are walking around you're exploring that world you are getting specific pokemon like the the main character starts it's mostly double battles uh and the main character starts with an umbreon and an espeon uh coliseum rules i love that game xd xd the sequel i don't think is quite as good but it is uh like a a similar style thing apparently it is like a 25 hour game though so i mean it is yeah it is yeah so yeah and there's like a I, i feel like there's like a lot more battling than like most regular pokemon games like there's just trainers everywhere and it's well, like more about just like and i'm sure like it blew your little brain at the time at like how crazy the graphics were oh yeah like, i was just like oh my god this is the coolest shit in the world yeah. i was psyched this, about that game this is the best pokemon has ever looked <laughs> well ever look basically yes <laughs> uh but while you were talking about pokemon coliseum i reordered the list uh what are your thoughts on that so uh i will take that I put Super Smash Brothers at uh, Melee at one, Mario Kart Wii at two, mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Fire Red, Leaf Green at three, and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door at four. Yes, there is a very real chance that the two games I have played the most of in my life are Super Smash Brothers Melee and Mario Kart Wii. Really? Wow. I have played so many hours of Mario Kart Wii that it is disgusting. Hmm. I used to play like when it came out, I would play it all the time alone. And I would even sometimes play with my brother, which was a very rare occurrence. Um, And then like when friends would come over, we would play. But then in college, we would play like every day (laughs) for so long. (laughs) We would like bring my Wii out into the common room and on the bigger TV. And just we, me and a couple of my friends would just play Mario Kart Wii for fucking hours. Hmm. Um, and then melee obviously is probably my most played game period of my life. Uh, not so much these days because it's like, I don't know. I'm not good at melee anymore. Um, well, it's something you have to play with other people and yeah. And it was just at the time it was cool because like super smash brothers, the original felt like such a weird, like cool thing. And then when they made this one, it was just like, so many more characters like so much more to do like when they added the adventure mode and then like the trophies that you could get from everything so it felt like you were like achieving something by beating adventure mode and then classic mode with every character like it was just a billion different things you could unlock a billion different characters and then like trying to like fuck around and mess with items and stuff like it just it had so much more than the original it's one of those things where i feel like games now when they get a sequel you're usually expecting for like oh it's just like more of the same but like melee is one of those times where like a sequel just 
fucking obliterates the original in every way. Like it plays better and it has so, so much more in it that it's like fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like you have such an affinity for that game and like pretty much everyone our age does or around our age. I didn't play it a ton. um, So I kind of missed that boat. Um, So I, I don't, I don't have anything negative to say about it. It's fine as a game. Um, no, yeah. I, like it, it also, like, even though I think that the Melee competitive scene is kind of weird, especially, like, in 2022, where they, like, still refuse to accept the newer game and stuff like that, I think it is a testament to how much people liked that game and still like that game. Like, it just is kind of wild to me that... It's it, like even I can just pick it up and like it will just feel good. Mm-hmm. Whereas like sometimes I feel like you go back to older games and you're like, whoa, I don't remember this feeling like, you know, like this or like not as good. But I can always go to Melee and be like, oh, yeah, we in. And I, th- and I, th- I think the speed of it is part of it where it's just like it feels really quick. Right. Um, which is something they, they messed up with uh, Brawl. Yeah. Uh, which is a game we did not mention, and we could have. We could have. It was. I met our my, our friend Jumbo at the midnight launch of Brawl for the first time. Oh, really? That's the first time you met him. Yeah, Nukio brought him to that. Hmm. Uh, I got third place in the tournament that they held there for that game. You would have to. You had to play Brawl, which no one had played Brawl. Uh, right. But I got third place because obviously they had not unlocked any of the characters, so it was like it's really specific characters. And uh, Peach was one of the characters that was unlocked by default, so I was able to use my main. Whereas like everyone else was like a Fox main because he was so broken in melee. Right. Uh, and so it was like one of those interesting things where I was able to actually do well. I won the Star Fox 64 soundtrack. Oh, do you still and have I, that? I think I do. Yeah, it's still wrapped, I think. Oh. Uh, Cause it was just like in one of those like cardboard sleeves and it was right. like, wrap, it was like wrapped in plastic, which is funny. Cause I think the person who won got like a high school football trophy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well I would rather have this than whatever the fuck you got. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I have, I like, I do have fond memories of brawl. Like I, I, we unlock everything that first night, right? Uh, like every character and stuff. And then I, you unlock the music. So like, I, I have fond memories of like tons of Nintendo games, but, uh, yeah, brawl, especially it just didn't last long. So, you know, yeah, at first I think everyone was so excited and it was like something new. And then like the speed of it, people were like, Oh yeah and the the online was so bad i mean like not that many games before that had had online especially nintendo games but it was fucking rough i remember playing with uh some like nukio and he didn't even live that far away and it was just like oh this feels like trash why don't you just come over i was gonna (laughs) say like that's when you just like get over (laughs) yeah like we could just you could just come over or i can go to your house and it'll be fine um yeah, and, and I like that's one of the oh fuck. I actually may have made the largest mistake of my life. Okay. Hang on a second. I gotta see when this came out. Oh I missed it. I'm so sorry, everyone. I would have pushed for Kirby's air ride on this it, list. You, we can knock something off. No, that's fine. And do you see this? 
IGN gave Kirby's Era at a 5.2 out of 10. That's some bullshit. Oh, I fucking love Kirby's Era. No, we can stick with this. I Kirby's Era, I, I was just thinking of like games that I have fond, Nintendo games I have fond memories of from that time frame. Fucking, oh, me and my brother played the shit out of Kirby's Air Ride. It was so cool. It was not like a good racing game, I don't think, but that's what it was supposed to be. Hmm. But like there was the mode where you're like in the city and you would like fly around the city and get power ups. And then after the timer counted down, you would like go into the race with the power ups you had gotten and whatever car you finished on car and star there's a variety of thing um so like you could find all the pieces of like the dragoon or the hydra which were like secret ones and then it would build it and you'd be able to use that it was weird there were like three modes there was the city mode then there was like just the racing mode and then there was a top-down racing mode and sakurai the person who was known for smash uh was the lead on this game too i believe um and he uh had the same type of unlockable system as brawl in the newer super smash brothers game where like you would complete something and then there would be like this huge like board of squares and when you would like knock that off you would like unlock new things for that mode or whatever to show up and like there are just so many unlockable things in kirby's air ride oh it was one of the like three games on the gamecube that could use the modem for online play i think Hmm. I never did that because I didn't own that ever. Right. But yeah, I think it was like Double Dash, Kirby's Air Ride, and Fantasy Star Online. Where I think like the three games I could do something with it. Oh. But yeah, I think this is really funny. Like 96% of Google users like this video game on eBay as a 4.8 out of 5. Fucking IGN. Get the <laughs> shit out of here, dog. I also, this is so funny. Main story, two hours. Si- story and some side missions, 22 hours. Everything, 130 hours. Sure. <laughs> and that's like true because there's some of the stuff is just like so fucking weird and time consuming. It's a fun game though. They should make another Kirby's mm, I heard it was a five. Five out of yeah, 10. I heard that too. Well, fuck them. <laughs> it became a greatest a GameCube greatest hit, so it must it sold a lot. Oh, I'm back on. I'm back on. Yeah, exactly. See, mm-hmm. sold mm-hmm. so many copies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just yeah, I did, this era was when I was like, I became a true gamer, you know. So sure, this was when I like really got into video games in a huge way. Because I. I I played a lot of Super Nintendo and then Ocarina of Time changed my life. But then I didn't like own a lot of N64 games and I still don't. It was not until I got a GameCube that I really like started to branch out and like try all kinds of stuff and buy games all the time and whatever. So, yeah, I have I I own a lot of all of the GameCube games I talked about and all the Wii games I talked about. I own. So I still got them. Mm hmm. Also, want to give a shout out to I can't think of the name, but that Star Fox game on the GameCube. Oh, uh, uh, Star Fox Adventures. Adventures, yeah. And then I'm... there was another Star Fox game on the GameCube, Star Fox Battlegrounds. Oh, what the fuck? I can't remember what it's called, but it it had a uh, original like Star Fox sixty four air combat and stuff and then there was like a 
weird multiplayer mode where you could like walk around as the characters and that also had a strange amount of unlockables in it hmm. that's one of the few gamecube games like first party gamecube games that i really like that i don't own so one of my friends had it and i we would play it a lot but yeah it's okay i own thousand year door and it's worth a trillion dollars so is it really worth it's a like, lot it, it's very expensive i think it's over a hundred dollars Oh, wow. Which is not that much, but like, and same thing with Gotcha Force is very expensive. So, uh, IGN gave Star Fox Adventures a nine out of ten, All or right, ninety. Listen, Kirby's Air Ride is better than Star Fox Adventures. Um, well, that's debatable. Also, I, also, I have I have IGN proof that I can yeah. print out and bring to you. So yeah, the cheapest you can get uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door for is ninety dollars and eighty cents. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, fucking IGN, dude. Oh my god, you can't even buy the English version of Gotcha Force on Amazon. Didn't we play that? Yeah, I, I mean, I own it. For, I, but I thought we played that like for Extra Life. We did a couple years ago. I think it was like that first year we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Star Fox Battle, Star Fox Assault. I'll let you guys down. That's 40 bucks, though. From Amazon? Why is Amazon selling this GameCube game? Oh, wow. Star Fox Adventures is $95, so it's even more than um, Star Fox Assault. Amazon has one left. So you guys better get on that if you want it. I don't have any more room on my GameCube shelf, so I can't get it. Oh, Manny, we didn't what about super mario sunshine we, we need to yeah i cut that off my list early that was in my list of 50 games though originally so you know i, I thought about it at one point and i was like wait mario galaxy was <laughs> in this time mm-hmm. frame i don't think so sunshine's not that bad i think it gets uh i think it gets a, a bad rap i think it's a fine product it's fine, but like I think most people consider like a lot of the Mario games like the best of all time, and that's just very middling. But at the same time, I mean, like then you have like the two D Mario, like the of the Wii and the Wii U, and it's like yeah, those are even more middling. So, Matt, I've got good news. What? I found the English version of Gotcha Force on Amazon. The cheapest price with no case is $699. But a complete in-game case and manual is the only other one being sold, and it is $1,400. Manny, I'm just going to tell you, you could sell that. I cannot, because I love Gotcha Force. Mm. Mm. And also, this seems like weird, because it's not even like a picture of the front it's like some dude's picture of the game that he took once on a really scratched up wooden table Hmm. whereas the japanese one is the cover and it's also a lot cheaper but then you can't play it on your american gamecube or understand it so i don't know man gotcha force is weird i think ultimate muscle is pretty expensive too yes which i doubt that like they probably printed like seven copies and you happen to have one of them in the u.s that's mean no they don't it's not even on amazon get fucked what do you mean that's mean you cannot tell me they printed many copies of that no i i'm sure they didn't (laughs) 
Uh, all right. I mean, I could reminisce about the the times of the GameCube all day, every day. Yeah, let's let's end this because right now I'm on the Amazon, just like looking at like buying a, a GameCube. So like, let's exactly. Let's... Uh, I, you don't even need to buy one. I know. Where no, I'm game. not you going to buy a GameCube. I have like way too many games. No, I, I mean you don't even have to buy one. I know where I can go get a GameCube for you. I mean, you can get one for free. I, there's one in Kelvin's childhood basement. I could go get oh. it right now for you. Yeah, but then I'd have to get the games and like it's a whole thing. Yeah, so. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. I have way you'd too many. You'd have games to get a memory card. Oof. Oh yeah, yeah. I, the GameCube memory cards, I think. Also, like sure. if I really wanted to, I could just buy a Wii. Yeah, that is true, and that would be probably easier. Easier and probably cheaper because oh, everybody. Because yeah. I, I and to be clear, I had a Wii, but it like died. It, yeah, like, just, you used it so much, it died. Yeah. We, it, it, we used it for evil. Yeah, we used it for evil, and then it maybe it didn't actually break. It just was like I can't play these discs <laughs> you're putting in me any longer. <laughs> If I have to play one more shitty party game, I am uh, I'm done. And then we no did more. it, and it was like, no more. It's over. No more. Sorry. See, I was actually, not to go off on a tangent, yeah. but uh, oh, what is her name? Sweetenum? Uh, Sky Sweetenum? Sky Sweetenum. Because I have her on my Spotify list. She came up, and then I just, like, it started reminiscing about that when we when we were doing that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what is the name of that song? Is it Billy S? Billy S. Billy okay, S. Yeah, you guys should look up Billy S by Sky Sweetenham. It, yeah, it's it's the so bad. Finest, it's the good. finest jam from We Fashion Party. We Fashion Party. Yeah. I it, see what what got me thinking about it is because like Nukio hates that game. It was <laughs> okay. I see. Like I, some of the games we played, I understand uh, if you hated it. Like uh, M M&M and Cart, yeah, that yeah. shit was unplayable. But like. We Fashion Party was like it's an Ubisoft game, isn't it? I don't even remember. I think I think I think Ubisoft published those games at that time, but like it's inoffensive. Like obviously, we are not the target demographic for a fucking game where you like put a purse on someone and then like fucking walk down the runway. But like it was, it was whatever. It was barely a game. It wasn't even a game, and I think that's what upset him. But we we got introduced to Sky Sweetenum. And I know that's so it was well we worth it. I think exactly. that's really worth it. That's like yeah. I own Mary Kate and Ashley Sweet Sixteen License to Drive on the GameCube, and it has some banger music in it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I downloaded the only known copy of one of the songs in existence, and then contemplated ripping all the other ones myself from the disc. If you're curious of sky sweetenum i think the best way to describe her is like at least in this era of her career she was like cheap chinese knockoff avril lavigne yes and by the way everyone avril's new album comes out on february 25th and it's gonna fucking rule because the two singles she's already put out are fucking bangers so everybody get ready she put out a new one today it features black bear it's very good uh anyways that's it. Sky Sweetenum. Avril Lavigne. Uh, that's it. This is all. This is all we've got. Thank you guys for listening. As always, the theme song is "Sting Operation" by the man Anamanaguchi. I almost had a brain aneurysm there and forgot all my current knowledge. Uh, they're an excellent chiptune band. You can go check them out. And we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>